Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, and away we go. Hour number three of our radio program. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. 11 weeks through the NFL season. We start to have a clearer picture of which coaches are on the hot seat and which coaches aren't. Right now, I think you could identify 10 coaches that if you tell me at the end of the season, uh, one of these 10 coaches got fired, no one would be surprised, shocked with any of the 10, but let's go through them right now. And I'll give you a number one through 10 on how hot the seat should be. One being freezing cold, shouldn't be fired to 10 being the seats on uh, fire. And we're all surprised that the coach has not been relieved of his duties yet. We start things off in Landover, Maryland, where man, I don't think anything's working with the commanders right now. They just got rid of Montez sweat. They just got rid of chase young. Okay, fine. I could understand that. Sam Howell has some good weeks, has some bad weeks. But when it comes to Ron Rivera, it's clear that he's cooked. But the commanders really reached a new low last weekend. And part of it's Ron's fault. The other part is still the old owner in Daniel Snyder with the crappy stadium that he has. I can't believe that in the year of 2023, in an NFL stadium, where how much money the NFL habitually prints each and every year that you could have these gladiators, these modern day warriors compete on a football field for 60 minutes and forget the fact that the Washington commanders lost to Tommy DeVito tossing three touchdown passes. Forget about that. Whether you like the giants, you like the commanders, you don't the game ends and both those players go back to their locker rooms Before they either go home, go out, or get back on a train to go back to the swamps of Jersey, you want to shower. Because when you're on a football field, you sweat a lot, you smell like a gross pig, and you want to shower. Well, there was no hot water. How does that happen? And I've always said, I saw there was some poll today that like NFL players said they least like to play at MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium is the worst stadium in the league. Don't get me wrong. MetLife Stadium is a dump. It's a billion-dollar dump. But the worst stadium in the league is by far and away FedEx Field. I have gone there as a media member. It sucks when you're a media member. And there's a lot of perks when you're covering a game as a media member in the NFL. I've gone there as a fan. It's even worse. You have to walk like two and a half, three miles just to get to the train station. The parking lot's a dump. The stadium's a dump. The stands are a dump. There is no redeeming quality of that stadium, but you would at least think the lowest of lows, right? Like the easiest things, the bare minimum, we could get hot water, but no. And they would have to turn off all the water in the stadium. And therefore that's why they didn't do it with all the concession stands and all that stuff. 
And the players after the game, yeah, you got to take a cold shower. There's no hot water. Stu, you've seen the Raiders do a lot of stupid things throughout the years. You've seen the Raiders get dragged a lot. You probably had to laugh when you read that because you, you probably said, hey, you could change the owner with the Commanders. You, you, you could change Daniel Snyder, get him out of there, and, and good riddance, we should all be happy about that. But the Commanders are still the Commanders, and they always find a way to mess it up. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of similarities there. And I remember a couple years ago, you saw the fan getting uh, drenched in the stands by the uh, broken oh, the sewage pipe, pipe. The sewage pipe, yeah. There was literal, literal crap raining down on, on their fan. fans. Yep, yep. And remember when Jalen Hurts, I think this was last year, or maybe it was two years ago. Was he last year or two years ago? It had to have been. He was running off the field, and all the Eagles fans inside the commander's home were going nuts. They were jumping up and down, and and the stands collapse. <laughs> like, we're allowed to laugh at it now because no one got hurt, but imagine if that's how the Eagles' star player would have been taken out for the season, that something bad happened to his leg because the stands couldn't hold up right? Man, the NFL really just needs to, you know, bring on a wrecking ball in that stadium. They got to get a new stadium. But back to Ron Rivera. His hot seat meter, it's at a 10. There is no way Ron Rivera is going to be brought back as the head coach of this football team next year. We go to the Patriots, Bill Belichick. After 24 years of being the head coach, I am at the point where I'm ready to move on from Bill. I still believe Bill Belichick can coach in this league. I still think he could coach at an elite level. But he's going to turn 72 soon. you got to do a full rebuild. It takes three years, I think, if you're going to rebuild correctly, to fully rebuild. Year one, wash. Year two, slightly get better. Then year three, go contend for the playoffs. It's in the best interest of the Pats to find that new young head coach, get a actual general manager in there. And also for Bill, because I think there's part of this. It's like Bill's getting dragged now, and some of it is his own fault. But Bill can still coach. He just needs more talent. He needs to do what Brady did. Realize there's not enough talent in New England. Go to Tampa Bay, which was a better situation, and then you could win. And Bill could do that if he goes to a place like the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't think Bill's back next year. Um, I'm not going to say it's a 0% chance, but out of 1 to 10, how hot's the seat? I think it's 8.5. And, and you just keep on seeing more and more speculation, more and more articles, more and more reporting that the general sense around the league is that Belichick's done in New England at the end of the year. And I'm not saying they're going to fire him. They're going to look to trade him after this year. And it started on this show when Florio comes on out of nowhere, just drops this uh, massive hint and this massive report that he's heard some chattering that Josh Harris going to try to go uh, trade for Bill Belichick at the end of the year. Sean McDermott with the Bills. You know, I didn't like, I don't know if you guys saw this. It was inside the NFL last night. They do the mic'd up part of the game from the, from the Bills and the Jets. Josh Allen, after throwing a touchdown pass of like 70, 80 yards, scream, I feel like I'm bleeping back. I know he struggled up against the Jets. It's still the Jets. You blowing out the Jets that don't have an offense that can function in the year of 2023, even though you're going up against the Jets' defense individually, shouldn't be the moment that goes, oh, I feel like I'm back. That's actually concerning. And the Bills, I'm not buying stock back in on them just because they defeated the Jets. They go beat the Eagles this weekend on Sunday, different story. Then maybe we'll go look at them differently. But until the Bills display some consistency, because they've been maybe one of the most inconsistent teams in football this year, 
I'm not ready to say, oh, Buffalo's now going to be this force. But it is open. Like, you look at the AFC, the only two teams you can be really confident about are the Ravens and the Chiefs. And still, when you look at the Ravens, we haven't seen Lamar Jackson win many playoff games. He's only won one. And I'm a big Lamar fan. I'm a big Lamar supporter and defender. You look at the Chiefs, they haven't scored any points in the second half three straight weeks in a row. So if those two teams eventually stumble, it's up for the taking. Can Buffalo get back into the good graces? That's something that's still to be determined. But right now, I would put the Sean McDermott hot seat ranking at about like a 7.5. I think we're trending more towards him getting fired and him not being brought back. And maybe Jim Harbaugh wants to go to Buffalo where it would be a perfect fit. But there is a chance for him to salvage what he's built in Buffalo. Brandon Staley. 10. How Brandon Staley still has a job is amazing to me. And I can't even say it's because the Spanos family is cheap because there's only a year left on the contract. There is no redeeming quality to Brandon Staley. And quite frankly, he's a pompous ass. The way that he was talking to the media, and I'm I'm not against coaches being a little snippy and going back and forth with the media. I'm all fine with that. But when you hear the rumors about you being on the hot seat. And not only that, you don't change, you don't adapt, and you have a lot of talent there with the Chargers, and you're not even trending towards being a playoff team. For you to be snippy there, that's a bad job. You got to pick your spots, and you got to stop pretending as if you have all the answers because you don't got the answers. And this dude's insufferable. This dude's defense, and he's defensive-minded coach, has been horrific. And I'm not even saying go be a Super Bowl team. Like, I'm not even saying, oh, go get to an AFC championship game. Go make the playoffs. And I know there's some injuries there, but you have enough talent. I know you lost Mike Williams. I know Joey Bosa is now hurt once again. But you have enough talent to make the playoffs. And it's a flat-out disgrace that you're not going to make the playoffs this year. So Staley's out of 10. Arthur Smith. I think it's 50-50. He has really botched this QB situation this year. I now see they're going back to Desmond Ritter. Now, here's where he could really lose his job. He has been so adamant in trying to make Desmond Ritter more than what he is. I don't believe Desmond Ritter is a long-term answer in the NFL. If Like, I'm okay with the Falcons playing Desmond Ritter this year. Because sometimes, right, front offices and coaches, they go make a move for a quarterback that they know is not the right move. Like, don't just make a move to go get a quarterback because you feel like you have to. You have to love that quarterback. So they tried Desmond Ritter. They didn't draft him early, right? He was the second quarterback taken in that draft class after Kenny Pickett, and he went in front of Malik Willis, and that was uh, two years ago. And now he's getting an opportunity to play. But you got to realize you have a solid defense, And you have a lot of offensive pieces that could be good. Especially in the run game, with two of them being Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. So, Arthur Smith trying to make Desmond Ritter at times this year the focal point of the offense. Or if he's a franchise quarterback and trying to show that he is, is just stupid. It's insanity. Have the guy be a game manager. But Arthur Smith hasn't realized that yet. So even though I thought they'd win the division before the year started, and a lot of that was just because I can't trust Derek Carr and I didn't want to pick the Saints, you know, full disclosure, Arthur Smith 
you continue to try to make Desmond Ritter the franchise quarterback and prove a point, even though Arthur Blank is very patient, he may have no choice at the end of the year but to get rid of you. Right now, I think it's a toss-up, so I put it at a five. Matt Eberflus, it's a nine. I think the Bears are going for a complete overhaul after this year. Ryan Poles, goodbye. Matt Eberflus, goodbye. And they'll probably trade Justin Fields and get something back of value for Justin Fields because I do think Justin Fields can still be a hot commodity. But for Matt Eberflus, is there ever a case to save your job? It was up against the Lions, and you were three minutes away from doing that with a lead that we thought was insurmountable, and your team could not find a way to slam the, the coffin shut there and go get the victory. That was it. That was the last stand for Matt Eberflus. I don't think he was ever deserving of being a head coach, but he got the job in Chicago, and he's done nothing the last two years that indicates to me that he has the potential to be a successful coach in the NFL. Some guys are just good defensive coordinators. Sometimes you're just a good coordinator. Eberflus's ceiling is just being a good coordinator. N- nowhere close to being head coach material. So they got good draft picks. They could be attractive for the first time in forever, the Bears. I think they clean house and they get rid of Eberflus, so it's at a nine. Todd Bowles, it's a 6.5. I don't expect Bowles to be back. The, the Buccaneers are not going to make the playoffs. I don't think there's a lot of pressure, though, and attention. A lot of people are looking at the Bucs. So maybe the Glazer family gives them another year. I think it would be pointless because I don't think Bowles is a good head coach. We talk about guys, good coordinators, not good head coaches. We've now seen two head coaching uh, stints with Todd Bowles. Neither have been all that good. Neither have even been average. So for Bowles, go back to being a defensive coordinator. Maybe he wants to go to college. Maybe he can be a good college head coach, but he's not cut to be a good head coach, a successful head coach in the NFL. Frank Reich, this I think is... I guess you could say the surprising one of the season where I believe the Frank Reich hire said it at the time was underwhelming. I did not like the Frank Reich hire. I thought they should have just kept Steve Wilkes. If you weren't going to get Sean, if you weren't going to go get Jim uh, with Peyton and and, uh, Harbaugh, I don't think it made sense to bring in Reich because the last two years, Reich showed his deficiencies as an NFL coach. Could never beat Tennessee. Could never beat Jacksonville and Jacksonville. Constantly had his team unprepared and not ready to go. And they got dominated in every first half of football last year. They didn't win one. So bringing in Frank Reich, who has respect in this league, just didn't make sense to me. But after year one, with how really much David Tepper just loves to be a meddling owner and how irrational he is and how hasty he could be, and you hear Glazer on Fox before the game say he could be the coach that's under uh, the seat that that's the warmest and hottest right now. And I think Reich, it's trending that he's not going to be back. Uh, so I put him at an eight. Brian Dable, coach of the year last year, now on the hot seat. I think last week actually buys him some time. Unless it's for Belichick, I don't think the Mara family is going to make a change because you keep on changing coaches and GMs every two years. I know the Browns are now in a good spot. You end up looking like the Cleveland Browns. So Dayball, I think, deserves to be the coach next year outside of just bringing in Belichick. I would put Brian Dayball's seat in at a two. And then finally, Robert Sala. Sala's at a four. But I could turn up the intensity on that seat by the day because his teams take too many penalties. I know he doesn't have a quarterback this year, and it's so deflating with Rodgers going down. But the way that he handles the media is part of the job, especially in New York. And even though he's a nice guy, it sometimes sounds like amateur hour when he's at the podium when talking about the quarterback position. Ultimately, I think Rodgers 
makes the call on Sala, and I think Rodgers likes Sala because he's a player-friendly coach. But Woody Johnson has something long and hard to think about this offseason. Before you make that decision, you got to do it quickly because next year is your year. Next year is go time. You got to fix that offensive line this offseason. You got a good defense. You're getting Rodgers back. And you can't have questions at the head coaching position. There's questions around Robert Sala. But ultimately, I think because Rodgers likes him, he'll be back. So I put that in at a four. So on the hot seat meter, Rivera 10, Belichick 8.5, McDermott 7.5, Staley 10, Arthur Smith 5, Matty Berflus 9, Todd Bowles 6.5, Frank Reich 8, Brian Dayball 2, and Robert Sala in at four. We'll take a break. We'll come on back. We'll update you on some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. We call that segment the News Brief. It is the Zach Gilb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Back in five. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dan Campbell is the coach of America's team. He is now America's coach. Listen up. This is VR pal Stoney and Jansen on 97 won the ticket in Detroit. What is or maybe what isn't on Dan Campbell's Thanksgiving plate? Must have is ham. I'm a big ham guy. Okay. I'm not I'm not a turkey guy unless it's unless it's fried turkey, then I'm all for it. I hear you. Uh, man, I uh that's a tough one. There's there's you know what? I, I am not a dressing fan. I am not a, I'm not a dressing fan. I'm not a cranberry fan. Okay. I gotta throw that right out to the dogs. I'm yeah. going straight off the plate, right on the floor. Dan Campbell, my man, thank you for joining the fight. Thank you for being the voice for the voiceless and leading the charge. That turkey is just overrated. We've all been taught, oh, you need turkey on Thanksgiving. Tradition, tradition, tradition. We all know turkey isn't good. The only way it's somewhat good is if you fry it like what Dan Campbell said, but there's other options. And for Dan Campbell... He loves ham more than turkey. For Zach Gelb, yours truly, I like lasagna over turkey. That's a heck of a job by Dan Campbell. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's more reasons 
why we should be rooting for the Detroit Lions this year. Sam, don't you gotta love that answer? He basically just said, throw the turkey to the dogs and they maybe won't even eat it. You know what? The Minnesota Vikings sound really interesting this time of year right now. <laughs> I used to be a Lions fan. I used to be a Dan Campbell fan. He's lost me. Let's go everybody else with the Lions. You know what? They they play every year on Thanksgiving, and everyone wonders why the heck are the Lions playing at home on Thanksgiving every year when they suck. You know what? I'll say it again. They don't belong on Thanksgiving. Get off my plate, Dan Campbell. Now, what happens after the game? It's usually the players that are eating the turkey legs. What happens? They're interviewing Dan Campbell, even though I accept him joining the side of us and leading the fight, walking hand in hand against Turkey on Thanksgiving and saying how overrated and trash it is and how average at best it is. He better not be getting interviewed by Tracy Wolfson or whoever after the game. Carissa Thompson may be interviewing him. Speaking of Dan Campbell, she talks to everybody that has these great reports. Better not be eating a turkey like he eats a turkey leg after just dissing turkey, it would be very fraudulent of him. So, Coach, say no to the turkey. Continue the good fight. We thank you. Here is uh, Cam Newton on the Dan Patrick show when Dan Patrick asked him, Hey, Cam, you think you're a Hall of Famer? Are you a Hall of Famer? Hell yeah. Okay. All right. What's more important, impact or championships? In a lot of ways, shape, form, I am Allen Iverson. I only played in one Super Bowl. Yeah. You lost. So if you're asking me, the original question is, is Cam Newton a Hall of Famer? My impact to this game is without a doubt seen. So I don't think Cam's a Hall of Famer. And the comparison to Allen Iverson, I get it in terms of culture impact and changing the way that the game is played. But you got to have not just a few years of greatness, you got to have many years of greatness. And even though Cam had some great individual seasons, there weren't enough years of greatness. You didn't have seven, eight great years. And that's bare minimum what makes a Hall of Famer. You got to have six, seven, or eight great seasons. Cam didn't do that. And also in this interview, he talked about, like, would you rather be Robert Ory or would you rather be Allen Iverson? Like, you don't just need the championships to be a Hall of Famer. That, like, that's not the requirement for me. I know some people make it a requirement or they feel like you need to uh, win a Super Bowl to get into the Hall of Fame as a quarterback. That hasn't always been the case, but that's a big conversation. But Cam, you weren't consistently great. You had some great seasons, and I defended Cam for years. I thought it was ridiculous when people went after him. Oh, he's celebrating too much. He was giving footballs to children after he would score touchdowns. Like, what do people have a problem with? But unfortunately, injuries in your body not being able to hold up is what cost you your uh, your chance at being a Hall of Famer. There was a while where you looked like you could be a Hall of Famer, but there just wasn't enough longevity with Cam. Let's go to Patrick Mahomes on the State of the Chiefs offense. They got shut out for the third straight game in a row in the second half. I think offensively, we're just not where I would want to be at this point in the season. Um, and, that, and that's everybody. Um, uh, starts with me. Uh, I got to get the make better throws at certain times. Um, we have to continue to move the ball down the field and just be more consistent uh, thoroughly throughout the game. All righty, let's hear Mahomes on the drop by Marquez Valdez Scantling, or I like to call the new Clifford Franklin of the NFL. 
I mean, I have no regret. I mean, they triple team Travis, so I went to the guy that was that one downfield and Marquez won. Um, we just didn't didn't come away with the ball. I mean, I could probably throw a little bit shorter. He was that open, so. Uh, yeah, you just got to continue to, to, to try to get better and better. Um, defense is keeping us in games, and if we can find a way to just get a little bit better as an offense, we're going to win a lot of these games. Outside of who his brother is, it is impossible to hate Patrick Mahomes. Think about that. He threw a dime last night right in the bread basket of Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Would have put them up. They still may not even win the game because the Eagles, there was like a buck 30, buck 40 left. They could have quickly get the ball down the field get a touchdown or get a field goal to tie that baby up and go to overtime. But you threw a perfect pass with an offense that really doesn't have that many weapons outside of Travis Kelsey. Like uh, Pacheco, the running back out of Rutgers, is a solid player, and he's aggressive when he runs. I love the way that he runs in his physical style. But there's really nothing on this offense. And you throw a dime right to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and he dropped it. And listen to Mahomes. Oh, maybe I could have thrown the ball a little bit shorter. You know, give him a better chance on the football. Like, dude, what are you talking about? Just because of how great of a teammate that Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, let's go to Andy Reid on the offensive struggles that the Chiefs continue to have. I've seen teams change things around quick in this in this league. So um, we just we got to take care of business there and um, get get it done. So. I'm not standing here having to talk to you guys about this. You know, I want to, I want it to, uh, you know, want to get it right, and so I'm a part of that too. So we know the Chiefs have offensive problems. We know that their offense has not been this great offense as we've seen in years past. Doesn't mean they still can't get to the Super Bowl and win it though, because as I've been saying for weeks, this defense for Kansas City this year is the strength of this team. That defense played their ass off last night. You hold the Eagles to 21 points, you should win the game. But they didn't because the offense only put up 17. The offense turned the ball over in the red zone. The offense had a fumble with Travis Kelsey. And then you also had Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropping the football, which was an easy touchdown. So the offense has problems. The offense has warts. But even with how ugly, right, the offense looks this year, Chiefs are still a top-five team. Chiefs are still a top two team in the AFC. So we keep on saying vulnerable. We keep on pointing out the flaws. If they could just get this a little bit better, if they could just get it like from a medium rate here of a jump to getting better from where it is right now, this is a team that absolutely can get back to the Super Bowl and win the entire thing this year. Because as long as you have 15, you will have a shot. And it may not be pretty during the regular season, but in all reality, the regular season doesn't mean jack for the for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Come playoff time, that's when they're judged. Because now, it's not fair, but life isn't fair. Every year for the Chiefs, it's Super Bowl or bust. That doesn't mean you're going to win the Super Bowl every year. Like, I'm not going to be sitting here if they don't win the Super Bowl this year and be like, you got to fire this guy, you got to get rid of this guy. But that's just a standard when you reach a level of greatness that Mahomes has. And last year, what did people say? Oh, they can't win without Tyreek, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So they are begging someone to dethrone them, come take their seat inside the AFC and inside the entire NFL as well. And right now, what? There's five contenders maybe to go win a Super Bowl this year? Eagles, Niners, I throw the Lions in there, Ravens, and then also the Kansas City Chiefs. They are not dead yet. They're the farthest thing from being dead. And if Marquez Valdez-Scantling catches that football, he didn't. 
We're not even having this conversation today. Here is uh, Nick Sirianni on the win for the now 9-1 and Philadelphia Eagles. It really showed itself tonight how together we were. Again, because that was just a gritty grind. Whoever was going to win that game was going to win it gritty, grimy. It wasn't pretty any on either side, right? And whoever was going to win that game was going to do it gritty, grimy, nasty. All those, all those, what are those, adjectives? Yeah, okay, thanks. I went to Mount <laughs> Union. Uh, but it is a good school. What are those adjectives? <laughs> That's Nick Sirianni. That, play that for me one more time, Stu. I got to hear that one more time. It really showed itself tonight how together we were. Again, because that was just a gritty grind. Whoever was going to win that game was going to win it gritty, grimy. It wasn't pretty any on either side, right? And whoever was going to win that game was going to do it gritty, grimy, nasty. All those, all those, what are those adjectives? <laughs> I went to Mount Union, uh, but it is a good school. Sirianni's everything that I want in a football coach because he's like all ball. He's a meathead going through all the adjectives, gritty, grimy. Oh, what are those things called again? What did I, what did I learn that was in third grade? Oh, yeah, adjectives. Uh, let's go to Bill Walton. Now, I didn't hear any of this, and I purposely didn't want to hear about it until we got to the air. I was seeing so many tweets last night in whatever game that he was doing that what the heck is Bill Walton saying? I know a lot of times whenever he does game, people think he's like on things and stuff. But here is uh, Bill Walton talking about volcanoes. They start games like an explosive volcano, the ones going on in Iceland and Japan right now. And also, let's hear Bill Walton had an odd comment to his broadcast partner, Kanoa Lehi. And one for the Silver Swords. They continue to fight, Bill. I know you carry some heavy baggage. You've recently <laughs> lost your dad. But with the guys coming to, to try to keep the healing momentum going. What? Wait, wait, I don't even get... Play that again? And one for the Silver Swords. They continue to fight, Bill. I know you carry some heavy baggage. You've recently lost your dad. But with the guys what? coming to, to try to keep the healing momentum going... That's such a weird thing to say to somebody. At first, I didn't think he was, like, I'm laughing. I didn't think he's going to, oh, we're going to talk about, we know you just lost your dad. I thought he was making some joke about carrying something else that was heavy. Man, that was bizarre. All right, here is uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, has uh, lots of uh, questions about Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, my expectations are out of the darn park. You got to understand, man. I mean, what's those little four heads that's in California? Oh, no. What do they call those? The people faces <laughs> in, in gray? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I set up there. It's in where? I thought it was in L.A. all this time. <laughs> wow, my geography. That's the Hollywood thing? That's what I thought. I'm sorry. Thank you for educating me. Jesus, South Dakota. That's amazing. No, I'm not going to pretend to be the most erudite person on this show. But thinking the Hollywood sign where the four presidents on Mount Rushmore is an all-timer. That is an all-timer by Coach Prime. And the other part, like this, not knowing where Mount Rushmore is, most people should know that, but fine. If you don't know. Do you know, know where it is? Yeah, of course. You do? I well, A, they say it, but yes, know, it's but, in South Dakota. Yes, uh, I've driven past. I've never actually been to Do you know the driven... four presidents on Mount Rushmore? I do. Go uh, ahead. And the fourth one is the greatest one, but it is uh, Jefferson, Washington, Lincoln, and my man, greatest president of all time, Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Yes. Uh, but 
I was hoping thing, you were going to like mess it up One thing not to know there. where they are. It's another thing not to know the name of them. He's like, what's that thing yeah. called with the four faces? How do you not? Everything is the Mount Rushmore of blank. The Mount Rushmore of football. The Mount Rushmore point. of point guards. Everyone knows what the Mount Rushmore of blank is. How do you not know Mount Rushmore? You're right. Like, you don't know it's in South Dakota. I could live with it. You don't know the four presidents that are on it. I could live with it. Not knowing the name of it, Mount Rushmore, you, it's a good job out of you, Sam. Now, if you didn't look it up, did you know the four presidents that were on Yeah. It? Oh, okay. I didn't look it up. See, see, everybody knows Washington, Jefferson, and Lincoln. No, a lot of people forget about Teddy. Belletti? Marco Belletti? You, you're like a voice of reason here. I always go mm-hmm. to you. I used to say that when I was doing 6 to 10. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that's crazy that someone doesn't know, like, the four presidents on, on the on no. Mount Rushmore? No, I can understand that. Okay. I, I, be reasonable. Yeah, I can get that. You could also have a brain cramp. That that I can yeah. get. And whether you know, you should probably know it's South Dakota, but you get confused with South Dakota, North Dakota, or you just don't know. I can live. I can live. The fact that you think it's in L.A. and you don't know what it's called, yeah. uh, those are two issues. By the way, um, I know that you like did not get to spend Thanksgiving with your family for like 20-something years, 25-something years. Uh, 96 through 2021, 20, I worked every one of them. Now, that doesn't mean that I didn't sometimes see my family. Sometimes you got mm-hmm. an early shift. Sometimes you got a chance. Yeah. yeah, but I did work every Thanksgiving from 96 through 2021. 20, so you know me. I, I do not like turkey on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Campbell made it clear he doesn't like turkey on Thanksgiving. Where is Marco Belletti at? Well, he didn't have many Thanksgivings, but as of late, you have. Where is Marco Belletti at? Yeah, um, what do you late, like on I your Thanksgiving one. plate? Uh, I, I'm pretty easy in the fact of if I'm, I'm not cooking. So I'm going to yeah. wherever I'm going. So whoever you're already you. cooking. Yeah, as long as I, I know you're a big lasagna guy. I'm, mm. I'm good with lasagna. I'm gotcha. good with – I don't love – Turkey, but it's there. It's Thanksgiving. Sure, like you'll pick it. at it, but you're not walking away saying, "Man, that's the greatest thing I've ever had." No, uh, I am a big stuffing guy, though. So there's going to be okay. a lot on the plate. So if there's just a little bit of turkey, but there's a lot of stuffing, good. I'm looking for the sides. I'm looking for whatever else is on the table. And you got to remember, I'm Italian, so that doesn't equal you're Italian green bean casserole. M- Marco Belletti, yeah, you're like, Italian. Like we don't do even like a barbecue. You're Russian. Yeah, like even. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Italians are a little different. Like, you know, we don't have a barbecue, and it's like, oh, what do you want? A burger, steak, or chicken? Like, no, no, there's a million other things here. Yeah. There, You know, there's stuffed mushrooms somewhere. You know what I mean? Peppers. Like, there's there's a hundred different things. So there's going to be a a bevy of things on the on the table. I'm going to find my way to all of it. Will I put a piece of turkey on it? Possibly, but I don't have to because there's enough stuff to make yeah. me full. M- Marash was, was crushing me in the newsroom today because I do this every year where I say I don't like turkey. He's like, what's the matter with you? Like, well, I have ham, I have lasagna, I right. have turkey. I'm like, yeah, Sean, like, no offense. You never pass up a meal. So, right. like, you, you would eat the things that are, like, the worst thing ever. Well, and I also think I don't think everybody does that. Does everybody put lasagna, ham, turkey, and a bunch of other fit? Like, I feel like you pick one. No? Isn't, like, normal people just you eat turkey or ham? Like, do well, you naturally. really put, like, four or five real full so, meals? So, when I was a savage and when I was, like, a fat pig, yeah, like, five, six years ago, I could eat anything. But now it's, like, once I have my lasagna... And a few appetizers, stuff like that. And then you know there's dessert. Like, you just, I can't eat that much. No, that's fair. To. I'm just saying, is it all on the table? Is all, are there four different, like, main In Marash's house, yes. In my right. house, no. But that's what I mean. Because we dished houses, the bird. We, right, we got mo- rid of it. Yeah, in most houses, we don't have that. Mm-hmm. We're Italian. We're crazy. So there's going to yeah. be that. You're going to have leftovers for three weeks. That's, uh, you know, a Tuesday. Oh, that never God. mind on Thanksgiving. So that's why it's different, I I'm, would think. I'm most people, bummed. if you have one meal, it's different. So I'm actually bummed. I know we got to get to the update. The leftovers are, the, are some of the best parts of Thanksgiving because you have it for several days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Michigan, Ohio State. 
Friday morning and then going to the game on Saturday. So my grandmother, Italian grandmother, she usually, before the meal's even served, she's already getting the Tupperware out, right. getting ready to put it put it all in the uh, Tupperware to give you a, a care package. I can't even take leftovers this year. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm not going to cry your river. You're going to Michigan, Ohio State, yeah, and you're worried true. about leftovers from Thanksgiving? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I feel for you. I'll get a good uh, Zigerman's deli sandwich yeah, that will I feel for make you. up for it. I, I don't know how you're going to survive Saturday. I really yeah, don't, I don't, I don't know. know how you're going to do it. We, we should start a GoFundMe. Yeah, that's me, rough. Right? That's rough. <laughs> the leftover GoFundMe. Here's El Capitan, Marco Valetti. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, it is Zach Gelb's show on CBS Sports Radio. I'll get to Mike in Abilene, Texas in just a second. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So I just want to quickly touch on something that Travis Kelsey was talking about last night where he said because of all the injuries and surgeries that he's had to have that like he has thought about retirement and he thinks about it a lot. And some people see that they go, whoa, what is he talking about? Why would he retire I think we forget that Travis Kelsey, in a football sense, is old. He's 34. He he just turned 34 in October. So he's not a spring chicken. And you got to remember, even though he's not the world's greatest blocker, with how often he has taken hits, because he's called a tight end, but he's basically like a huge slot-wide receiver, he's taken a lot of hits. And even in an era now where they protect the player more, they protect the offensive player more, what else does this guy have to prove? He has all the money in the world. He's got all the attention that he needs in the world. He's got a great successful podcast now. He is a superstar on and off the field. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got two Lombardi trophies. He's got all the all-pro teams that he needs. He's an all-decade team member from 2010. There's really not much left to accomplish. For Travis Kelsey. Now you get addicted to the brotherhood of football and him and Mahomes have such a great relationship and all that. And you want to see how many you could win. But I think his brother, Jason Kelsey, this is it for him in the NFL. And he's still playing at elite level. We talk about Brady, right? Getting better with age, fine wine. Jason Kelsey's been that same kind of getting better with age where all like the big time awards come towards the end. 
for Jason Kelsey. Like, look how many all-pro teams he's made in the second half of his career. It's crazy. So I really do believe this is it for Jason Kelsey after the season. But for his brother, like, I'm not saying I believe he's going to retire this year, you know, this offseason, but it wouldn't shock me. And I only think he's going to play for two more years at most. Like, we look at the age of, of, of Travis Kelsey. Next year, he's 35. The year after that, he's 36. It's tough with how much they use him and how much they ask of him. And that offense, where you have no other wide receivers, it's only so much of a beating that you could take. And you got to start thinking about what does life look like after football? I know we all get caught up in the bubble and we only care about what you do on the football field, but there's only so many hits that you could take. And there's no stone that's left unturned in his career. He's one of the greatest tight ends of all time. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's made all the money in the world. He's got all the attention in the world. And he's won enough Super Bowls with two. So I don't think we're that far away from retirement of Travis Kelsey. And I think a lot of people think he's a lot younger than what he actually is. Because, yeah, in real life, 34 is not that old. In the football world, 34 is pretty damn old. And you're on the back nine of your career. And I don't think he's on hold 10 or 11. He's on more so hold like 16, 17. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Mike in Abilene, Texas, who is a big Ohio State Buckeye fan. Mike, what's, shake, uh, what's shaking? Hey, buddy, I found you. Appreciate it. What's going on? Uh, man, great stuff. Uh, real quick, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great holiday. Man, it's here. Uh, it's finally here. I feel good. It's in hostile territory. It's going to be a very, very large mountain to scale. Um, I think you know me. You know how rigorous my fandom is. I'm very harsh on my Buckeyes. I don't think we necessarily need to fire Ryan Day if we lose. Uh, I, honestly, the the scandal, the the cheating stuff is. I mean, it's cool. Like, I don't know. You know me though. I've I've said it so many times. There's only one freaking thing that matters, and it happens in a couple days. And if we can pull this off. Um, yeah, I just, man, it's a big, big, big game. I like that uh, we're both ranked high. It's nothing, nothing's better than this game. It's one of the, it's the greatest game in college football. It's the greatest rivalry. Uh, I'm not going to make any predictions. Oh, come on, really Mike. You got to give me a know. prediction here. I got it. One little prediction. What, what do you think the final score is going to be of Ohio State and Michigan? I won't I won't predict the final score, but um if we can get a little momentum early, we can hang with them in the run game, we can out throw them in the passing game. Uh I think the defense is the big question for me. Just we've looked a lot better this year, but uh they're pretty dang good and they can run that ball, so I hope it's uh gonna be one in the trenches because You don't I sound confident, Mike. Say again? You don't sound confident. Uh I'm nervous, man. It's ex- I'm, this is how excited I am. Like I don't, I don't sleep this week. I don't, I don't take the M out of all the words. I think that's kind of stupid. Obviously, my name is Mike, so I'm not gonna <laughs> that would do be that. tough. Put an X in, in your own name. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dedication, and I guess I'm just not. I'm not that far. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I predict a victory. Um, you know, again, we don't need to fire Ryan Day, but without Harbaugh there. Like we should, that should be enough of a difference for us to at least stay unified and rallied. They're going to throw some blows. They're probably going to throw them early. Um, it's going to be loud. It's going to be hostile. If we could pull this off in their territory, um, are you going to I'm the game, Mike? To 
Go ahead. Are you going to the game? Oh man, no. I'm. <laughs> that's. Uh, I haven't ever been to an Ohio gotcha. State game, man. I've, it's a bucket list thing for me to go to the shoe. So, I feel like I can't really go to a game unless it's the shoe. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to go to the big house <laughs> and potentially. Uh, be in the midst of a bunch of uh, Michigan fans while... Well, Mike, I, I got to let you run because I'm up again, so the show's coming to the end. But happy Thanksgiving to you, your family. Appreciate the phone call. And I would say good luck this weekend, but I just wouldn't mean it. Mike in Abilene, Texas, would always call me when we were on from 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern. I even think he called me going back to when I was on the overnights. And he is the most... He, he seems down there, but he's like the most passionate Ohio State fan that I know. And when Ohio State wouldn't play well, or if he, like last year, he wasn't a big fan of C.J. Stroud, and he just didn't think C.J. Stroud was that good, he would just make these phone calls, and he would be like ranting and raving, and he would sound so depressed. There was a time we didn't hear from Mike in like three months, and I put the bat signal out there, like, Mike, we we just need to hear from you. We just want to make sure that you're okay. Like, Batman, we're putting the signal out there. We got to see a, a Superman signal. We got to see you show back up. We gotta make sure that everything's okay with you. But man, he said he was confident about the game, and then when he was going on, it couldn't even give a prediction. That means he knows it, and I know it. Michigan's gonna win the game, twenty-seven to twenty. Final show of the week coming up tomorrow. We'll talk to you at three p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We out. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great night, everybody. We out. Bye bye. Peace. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.